This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. As the news of coronavirus reverberates throughout the world, we at HRN are especially concerned about how coronavirus will impact our food system. We will use our platform to support the restaurant, agriculture, hospitality, and other food-related industries by maintaining our coverage and operations. As social distancing becomes the temporary norm, podcasts are more important than ever. There's never been a more crucial time to stay informed about the state of our food system and the ways that food connects our global community. We're sharing all of our COVID-19 coverage at heritageradionetwork.org COVID-19. From interviews with nonprofit leaders and journalists, to first-hand accounts from chefs and restaurant owners, to reports on how this crisis is affecting regional farms. Our team is working remotely from all over to keep food radio alive. HRN needs your support more than ever to keep sharing essential stories and resources with our listeners. Make a donation of any amount. Visit heritageradionetwork.org donate. Welcome to HRN Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere this week happens to be a few different places. I'm Hannah Forden, and I am in Titusville, New Jersey. And how about all of our mystery guests? Uh, Matt Patterson, and I am in Newport, Rhode Island. Dylan Hoyer's in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. And a big, huge welcome back to our host at large, Katie Mosman-Wadler. Where are you joining us from? Hi, guys. Oh, my God. It's crazy to be back. I'm so happy to be reunited through the interwebs with you. I am in Norwalk, Connecticut at my house. Welcome back. We missed you. Technically, I do have a soundboard. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, Oh. yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That was stirring. Thank you. I'm (laughs) so happy to be back with y'all. It's been... A very, very, very fast 12 weeks, but I guess 13 now technically, but um, I've missed you ferociously and uh, this is really, really nice to be back on the show and back sort of getting my feet wet in the swing of things. Um, and-, and and in the swamp, that is our current reality. Um, but yeah. on a lighter note, say- the last time our listeners heard from you, there was a baby inside of your tummy and today there is a baby outside of you um yeah so we we just were today for the show today. did no it did not <laughs> <laughs> luckily live um, from the delivery room your host at large is now less large and back to just being a regular old host um slightly older but importantly um the baby uh his name is wyatt is now on the outside which is just a huge relief and um he's doing great he's big he likes to consume milk and uh not sleep that much but that's cool but he's really cute interest interests include consuming milk and not sleeping <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah. no walks on the beach because it's closed won't want but Wah-wah. um no he's doing great and um you know it's different than we thought the return to work would be because um we thought we would have child care and like everybody else in the world with kids we are now um doing that on top of and at the same time as our day jobs. And 
we're figuring it out. But everybody's been super nice and tolerant of uh, occasional screams and conference calls that don't come from me. I mean, honestly, there have been occasional screams coming from my uh, at-home office, and there's no baby here. So I think (laughs) we're all on the same page. Same, same. Um, Yeah, but all the screaming and uh, possible farting that you hear on my conference calls, I get to blame the kid for all of it. That's so awesome. I can't wait to rip one during this show and then blame it on Wyatt. Wyatt. <laughs> well, Wyatt. I have a I have a really important question, which is like all of us traveled with you and shared many meals with you when you were pregnant. And of course, when you're pregnant, there are a litany of things that you're not supposed to eat and you're not supposed to drink. And so I'm curious, like, what were you the most super stoked to be like, okay, baby's out don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, what was your, did you have like a fabulous first meal once you had slept and relaxed a bit? You know, I don't remember. It's <laughs> terrible. I exhaustion will do that too. Uh, what? Uh, actually, I don't, I don't know. Um, it was funny. So my parents had planned a trip to visit us around the time the baby was due and um, incidentally showed up the day he was born, which is also the day I came home because we did the like hippie birth center thing. So um, he was born at 4.30 in the morning and we came home um, like in the af- early afternoon and my parents were here and I know my mom cooked something wonderful, uh, but I don't remember what it was, but I was super jazzed to just get back to like... Uh, you know, as you know from our pregnancy episode of Meet and Three, I was not like super religious about following all of the rules for pregnancy, eating and drinking. But um, it was nice to just like have all worries about listeria be lifted and feel like I could eat like deli-ish things again and uh, lots more, um, you know, smoked fishy things and of course alcohol. Uh, I wasn't 100% abstaining, but I was being very cautious when I was pregnant. And um, I know a lot of people think that you shouldn't uh, consume alcohol when breastfeeding, and I'm going to share the somewhat controversial but evidence-based opinion that um, you would have to really consume a lot to affect your baby through breast milk. So I've been happily returned to cocktails and wine and beer and and all the things. So that's probably been um, one of the greatest pleasures. Also, just not being disgusted by greens anymore is really nice. Oh, you, yeah. You just felt a revulsion against all greens? Like, pretty much. I would try to eat a vegetable, and it would, like, my brain would be like, yes, I want to eat this, and my hand would try to pick it up, and then some visceral response was just, like, I would be, like, it was like the airplane game, but I was playing it with myself of something on my <laughs> fork, and I was just like, uh. <laughs> well, it's good But that changed immediately. Because- yeah. Yeah, that'll be good practice for when uh, Wyatt is eating solid foods and and you have to convince him that vegetables are good. It weirdly gave me empathy for like picky kid eaters because I had never, at least not in my recent memory, I don't remember being picky. I pretty much eat and enjoy almost every food. Um, So it was weird to just have certain things suddenly disgust me and so I did, I think, become a little more sympathetic to, like, kid eating patterns. But, um, it, it, you know, people told me, like, oh, that'll change, like, the instant you give birth. And it really did. Like, I was pretty much back to, like, my usual palate right away, which was cool. I was a little worried I was going to be stuck that way. 
Thank goodness. Huh. And well, speaking of um, being really excited to be able to drink cocktails, um, Dylan, apparently we are privy to your very first quarantine cocktail. Would it's you care true. to share the recipe with us? The rumors are true. I'm very excited to be enjoying this cocktail right now. I just got liquor for the first time in my quarantine location. Um, What'd so you I get? Have, I have a... I, well, I ordered a gin and mezcal. So my follow-up question will be, what should I make with these things? Um, but right now, I'm drinking gin, which had a picture of Ryan Reynolds attached to it when I got it, which was exciting. <laughs> that's, <laughs> very, that's very exciting. I have so many um, follow-up questions. <laughs> elderflower tonic, which is really fun mm. and yummy, and a little bit of lime juice. Mm. Mm. So yeah. what does Ryan Reynolds have to do with any of this? So he owns, doesn't he? (laughs) He has a gin company. Who knew? Ryan Reynolds has a gin company and we haven't had him in the studio. What are we doing? (laughs) Aviation gin. And it comes with a little tag around it with a picture of Ryan Reynolds. um, Where he's looking very sultry. Aviation gin. Oh, I know that gin. Ryan Reynolds owns that? He does. Shocker. I had no idea. I want to have him in the studio and and just like ask him questions that have nothing to do with the gin, mostly about comic books because he seems like a nerd. I like to just <laughs> imagine him and movies. Blake at home drinking their gin together. Chilling. Wait, who's sorry? Okay, Blake, sorry, what? Blake. Is you know guy? from Gossip Girl, that is, Matt. Oh God, no! But I can Google it. <laughs> I'm gonna quietly Google it right now. I'll give you a hint. She's I've, blonde. I've heard that name. I've they heard the name. Four babies. Where is your celebrity gossip coming from? (laughs) Yes, it's true. I do see pictures of them on the internet with babies that appear to be theirs. (laughs) Um, Let's get down to the bottom of it. (laughs) Well, tell us, like, what uh, what do you have in mind for future applications of your gin and mezcal? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also waiting on an order of some citruses. I mean, mm. in my ideal world, I would have grapefruit, lemon, and lime to work with. Mm. And I also have, like, some seltzer mm. and tonic. And that's kind of it. But, like, I do want to elevate my game beyond gin and tonics. My friend was telling me I should make some simple syrup. You know, I'm very open to recommendations. Well, there are a lot of um, fun sort of, like, uh, syrups you can make out of like food scraps which are it's like always a fun quarantine project so you can do um i'm a huge fan of making celery syrup um it goes really well with gin and it's really good if you've run out of tonic which has been happening pretty frequently in this household um (laughs) and it's basically you just make simple syrup with like celery tops um and you let it sit in the fridge overnight and it gets this really beautiful bright green color and then you strain out the celery um and it has this really really nice sort of like vegetal sweet flavor and you can do similar with citrus peels you can make a syrup which is good because i know like mixers and like fizzy water cannot stay in the fridge at my house so those are good to have in the house oh yes this Hmm. is very good also hot tip Uh, if you're not that much of a planner um is that you can infuse booze very quickly so like a hot pepper and some mezcal and like 10 minutes you're gonna have a really nice infused very spicy liquor to work with Mm. and um you can do this with like any herb similarly citrus 
you know, pepper is obviously great. Um, and that is something that you can keep around for a long time too. So, but just like be aware that you might want to take out the thing you're infusing it with after a couple of minutes. Cause it happens fast, fast with alcohol. And then I like set that aside and I can use it. Like I put like a whole cup or something with the pepper. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to go bad. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. And if it happens in 10 minutes, then you can basically do it on a drink by drink basis. Totally. You just need to have like a, you know, a beer or a glass of wine so that you can get over those 10 minutes while you (laughs) wait for it to infuse. For patience. Um, Uh, Excellent. Go ahead, Matt. I'll keep you all updated. Oh, I don't know. I just, I, I had a vague memory of some sort of grapefruit mezcal deliciousness. And I found this recipe for a Paloma. Sounds great. I, I think, I think you want to be mixing that grapefruit and that mezcal. You want to, you want to be putting those together. Def, def, def. I uh, agree. Yeah. Paloma is probably my second favorite tequila drink, of course, after a classic margarita. Um, but a mezcal Paloma is really lovely. And we all need to keep yeah. our vitamin C consumption up for our immune system. This is no time to be going to the hospital with scurvy, guys. Arr. <laughs> That's um, just embarrassing. Dylan, What's everybody do you have? Else? Oh, well, this leads into right. my next question is, Dylan, do you have olives? I don't know if we have olives. Yeah, because it's possible we have what a you... small jar of olives. What do you, you want to do with those, with those olives? So my drink of choice, which I'm drinking right now, is uh, uh, is was known at the Canoe Club of Hanover, New Hampshire, RIP, as the Katie Martini. Um, <laughs> thanks, Daniel. Uh, this is my favorite way to make a gin martini, which is to make an extra dirty gin martini with a splash of a dry white wine in place of vermouth. So right now mm. I'm drinking... Um, some Bombay Sapphire with a little splash of Pinot Grigio with a crap load of olive juice and extra, extra olives in it. And um, that goes down easy. Wow. Yum. If only we had a food network with which we could popularize the Katie Martini. I know. And actually, like, it's only called the Katie Martini because I drank a lot of them at that bar over the course of many years um, in the early days of my relationship with Chris. And uh, really all the credit goes to my mom because this is how she makes a martini and she caught me. So it should really be the Katie's mom martini. Huh. Aw. All Susan. of those are a little... A Susan, yeah. The Susan martini. The Susan martini. Susini? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now don't it's know the quarantini because it's getting me through. Quarantini, yeah. Uh, what do I have? I have a margarita, just a classic margarita. And in fact, about an hour before I got married, I was like, oh crap, Zach, that's my little brother. I forgot to make the spicy salt for the rim of my margarita. I bought the ingredients, figure it out. And he made it and it was so hot. It was the (laughs) hottest rim of a margarita I've ever consumed, but people were pretty into it. Um, also that was a theme of our wedding because we asked those guys to do elotes, like, you know, the Mexican street corn and they definitely just like Googled it once on the internet and tried it and never did it like ahead of time. (laughs) Uh, and it was the hottest food item I've ever consumed. I think, um, it was pretty uncomfortable. Um, uh, but yeah, so there's still that hot chili salt from my wedding left over and I put some of it 
like I 50 50 it with, you know, regular salt on, on the rim of my margarita. And it was great. Nice. I have a, I have an extra guest joining in my guest spot. Wyatt, do you want to say hi? He just made a little noisy. I thought I heard a baby noise. Can you hear Hannah, that? Hannah, what do you, what, did you already say what you have? Um, I am drinking uh, a gin and tonic. Because, Cheers. yeah, chin chin. Gave you some good ice shaking sounds. Because it doesn't have to get any fancier than that. It just really doesn't. Um, and yeah, I got the largest uh, container of Bombay Sapphire I've ever seen um, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, which was great. The wine shop in the little town I'm in in New Jersey is lovely, and you can call ahead and they will bring you your booze out they even offer a 10 percent discount if you get more than 10 bottles of wine which is pretty fab um mm. and so i was like what's the largest bottle of bombay sapphire you have and she was like how about a liter and a half i was like i think that'll work yeah. <laughs> i think like, that'll yes, do please. us <laughs> that's exactly what i poured my martini from tonight it's hard to lift, so it's also good because it's like my little workout, um, toning my arms, lifting up oh, this yeah, enormous bottle of gin. Um, for what ails you. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, I thank God for like the local grocery store also being able to bring us the enormous bottles of Q-Tonic because I don't know what I would do otherwise. I heard a baby. Baby! This is his first podcast, you guys. Well, like, first, oh first out of belly oh, podcast. Oh, baby's first podcast. Breaking news. You heard it here first. With him. We got the scoop. Yeah. We got the scoop. We don't have the breaking news music anymore. It's like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you haven't done a can cracking open sound effect for us yet this show. That's because, well, because I don't. Are you out of beer? I could. I could smash. I could smash this martini. martini <laughs> Don't damn smash. it, margarita glass. But <laughs> that, that seems wrong. I know. It just feels like it's been. It's become an integral part of the show. I know. Um. So usually to start HRN Happy Hour during normal times, we do some headlines from across the network. Um. These are not normal times. And we have so many amazing headlines that we couldn't even begin to tell them all to you. So you should just go to our website and listen to everything. We have a whole COVID-19 um, playlist for you that has all the important information you need to know. But then we also have some really good distracting, fun, like sourdough content for you. Um, but what have been some of the highlights, do you think, this week, you guys, in our podcast world? Uh, the opening soon crowd had a double header. They had Brandon from Roberta's as well as Jeremiah and Fab from, ah, sorry, baby's going to go um, back with dad for a little bit (laughs) from, uh, Contra and wild air. And that was pretty interesting because, you know, these are two restaurants who are, or restaurant groups who are well-established but are going to great lengths to figure out how to survive this and plan sort of for the a a long term of like a long term that is of a noble length and great uncertainty but they're they seem to be doing it quite well i mean brandon 
you know, we already knew they did the frozen pizza thing, but they've started up an entire grocery delivery business featuring like Saxelby cheese and heritage foods and their own baked goods that they're putting out to all these managed buildings in New York. And, uh, of course they're doing the consumer, the, you know, the pizza and the grocery markets. And I don't know, they're, it was just like inspiring to hear how in the same way that they are very scrappy in their physical space, they're, they're just as scrappy in this pandemic. Mm. They're, they're just like figuring it out and asking themselves what's the best move they could make on any given day and trying to be really nimble and weird. And it's like working, I think for them. And that was cool to hear. That's um, awesome. And, and if there's one thing I, I feel like there's one thing I've been really missing, it's Roberta's Pizza. Like, I really miss well, seeing that. all of your beautiful faces, but like, I also really miss Roberta's Pizza. And this- Turns out I can survive without eating Roberta's Pizza three days a week, but I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> um and and then the contra and wild air people were also really interesting because they've like straight up rebranded their operation to contraire uh and done Mm -hmm. this delivery it's like an entirely separate delivery business that of course builds upon all the restaurants they've ever had basically but is 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 rejiggered so that they're protecting their employees and and it has a grocery delivery sort of element and uh yeah the whole the whole episode is really interesting to hear i guess it was just like it was kind of uplifting because while these people were saying like this is really hard and we've gone to great lengths to do these things they weren't just stuck being like oh my god we're ruined they were like we're gonna figure this out we are determined to figure this out this is what that looks like uh yeah so that was that was pretty cool that's awesome i feel like a major highlight of this job that we all have is like getting to see how incredibly agile the like food and beverage industry is. Like I'm so blown away and heartened by how creative people have gotten in terms of like taking care of each other, uh, adapting their businesses. Like it's such a community oriented industry and I'm just like, so, so freaking proud of everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to say like the, um, the sort of interactivity that it is generating has been pretty cool too. And like, I've been really fortunate that I've been able to get groceries delivered pretty reliably. Um, but like on Friday of last week, I got together with Jimmy Carboni from Beer Sessions Radio and we did a little cooking together just over Instagram Live, like super casual. But, um, you know, I was lucky enough that I could do that. I got supplies by banding together with my neighbors and we ordered Baldor home delivery and um, shared that out. And um, so just seeing how companies are kind of re um, assessing their markets with the change in, you know, restaurant operations. um, You know, I'm very lucky that I was able to have access to that. And it also has created some kind of like home cooking connections that I wouldn't have otherwise had. Um, and I think like we're going to be pals with our neighbors now from that. So that's something kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I also watched, um, I watched a bit of Dave Arnold and his wife, Jen on MoFad's stream earlier this week. Uh, you know, MoFad Museum of Food and Drink was supposed to launch 
a new exhibit, African-American, like basically right when the city was shutting down. Um, they had they were they were rushing to get it up and they had their media day planned. And I swear to God, it was like the day that everything was falling apart. Um, and so they've. I don't know. I I'm so tired of the word pivot, but they've tried, they've, <laughs> they've changed up what they're doing, and uh, it was really cool to see uh, Sari, who hosts Food Without Borders, talking to Dave about the early history of Mofad, and he was making a cocktail, and we've now started hosting um, some chats that they're doing every week. Sari is talking to somebody in the food industry. I don't think they're all necessarily related to the exhibit that was supposed to go up. A lot of them are COVID-19 related. Like they just had the guys from Olmstead on this week who have changed up their business in a similar way to Contraire Wild Air, but um, well, different food kitchen basically for hospitality workers. But uh, yeah, it's great to be able to reconnect with Sari and Mofad and the Food Without Borders crew and uh I don't know, just see everybody in a slightly different context. Uh, maybe I just maybe I just used to take it for granted seeing Dave's face once a week, but now I'm excited to do it. And what a face it is. And what a face it is. Indeed. And what a voice it is. You can tune into this week's Cooking Issues where he was having some weird mic problem and you have, instead of normal Dave Arnold, you have incredibly manly Dave Arnold, who's like... <laughs> Dave Arnold's uh, his, already manly. Like, <laughs> no, he's so manly in this episode, though, because he's he's like pitched a full octave down almost like he still sounds like a normal human male. But if you're like if you're familiar with Dave Arnold's voice, you're like, that's not Dave. What is going on? And we tried to troubleshoot it at the beginning and eventually we're like, ah, screw it. I don't know. This is just like the manly Dave episode. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I'm ready for we the already- Dave Arnold conspiracy theorist to come out. It'll be like Paul is dead. Um, you know, like, who is this imposter that they're trying? Well, you know, you know, who's going to lead the charge, Neil, because Neil texted (laughs) Kat and he was like, he was like, yo, what's up with Dave's voice in this episode? And I was like, yeah, man, I know. Uh, (laughs) Thank God Neil's there keeping us on our toes. Yes. Seriously. Thanks, Neil. Um, Miss you. Should we go to a break? That sounds like a great idea. We'll be right back. My name is Brandon Boyd, co-owner of Roberta's. A super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Welcome back to HR and Happy Hour. We are here with um, the usual crew, and we are welcoming back our beloved co-host and executive director, Katie Mosen-Wadler, um, and also Baby Wyatt's very first podcast. Aw, I just sent you guys a picture. Tried to take a selfie. Uh, Arms too short. Um, You can probably hear him still yelling on the other side of the house, but that's just (laughs) going to be a theme from now on. Uh, He likes to make his presence known. And what are um, we? What kind of? What's he sporting on this onesie right now today? Is it hot? Oh, it's no, it's milk and cookies, candy canes. Ooh. Um, I saw a picture earlier today. Of his banana onesie, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got some food themed stuff going on. He's got a banana suit. He has a lemon one, is of it course. Banana, like it's shaped like a banana. No, no, it has bananas on it. Look on my Instagram. That'd be very confining, but I think you should get one that's just <laughs> shaped like a banana. I agree. <laughs> Help me find this, and it shall be done. 
Okay. We I'm also sure one have of our been listeners like, wants to sew one for you. Oh, please. <laughs> yes. Accepting donations of banana costumes in size uh, three to six months currently. Um, well, we've been really looking forward to Halloween this year because I thought like, this is probably our only chance to dress him in whatever we want because he is going to be too young to say no. Um, so I don't know. We might just have to do like 10 different Halloween costumes since uh, anything we want to do in the future, I'm sure, will be vetoed. That sounds good. But they'll all yeah. be food themed, of course. Um, also, you, uh, HRN alum Jordan Warner Berry, the loveliest, um, gave us the cutest like baby toys playset. That's all um, like it's it's takeout themed, and there's like baby sushi and like a little baby like Ebby roll, and it's Aww. just the cutest thing ever. Baby presents sounds, are the best. Sounds great. Seriously. Anyway, um, yeah, he's uh, sorry. He's kind of screaming. Um, but yeah, I'm I just have to say, you know, coming off kind of talking about what's been going on in the HRN coverage, I could not be more proud of how quickly to use Matt's favorite word we pivoted. But um, everybody took up the remote broadcasting and the totally different way of operating um, within a span of a couple days like of course we had a plan that we carefully laid out of you know our transition to remote recording and all the ways we were going to slowly prepare to do that and then everything hit the fan a lot faster than we thought and um, I just have to commend you guys for doing an absolutely killer job um, and handling all of that with such grace and agility and just being really smart and being there for everybody um and i'm so proud that our operation was able to keep going because um a lot of a lot of nonprofits are hurting right now a lot of businesses are hurting right now and um so we want to be here to help them however we can to be storytellers and also um you know we need to ensure that we can continue doing this well into the future so um, thank you for helping us get off to the best footing that we could in the midst of all of this craziness. Yeah, and massive credit to Matt and the entire engineering team who have been on the front lines of that adjustment. I think more like we've all been facing enormous adjustment, but like you guys have been in the weeds of it and like helping to train everyone on remote recording. It's all like a brave new world. And I, I'm, yeah, you guys are amazing. So love you. It's been it's been mostly pretty great, you know, pretty easy. the the worst The worst thing that happens is Dave Arnold gets pitched down real weird. But, uh, <laughs> that sounds amusing, though. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that that's the best right. worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. It's the you know, it's all it's all the hosts. The hosts are rolling with it, and a lot of them are dealing with really crazy personal dilemmas either they themselves own a business that is heavily affected by this or their family owns a business that is heavily affected by this and they're a lot of those people who probably should be like (laughs) most distracted and not thinking about their shows they're the ones who are the most interested in making sure that they have these conversations and try and get this information out there because they empathize with the people who need it and they themselves need it and they it's really great yeah we have such a community oriented group of people that like it i'm impressed but it also doesn't surprise me that everyone is like wait what does everyone need like what stories do we need to tell yeah no it's it's pretty incredible 
Um, well, to to change topics, um, Katie, since you have um, this is your first HR and happy hour for a little while, um, our special edition quarantine HR and happy hours. We've been doing things a little bit differently. Instead of trivia, we've been playing um, our very own combination of I Spy and Twenty Questions. So. All of our guests have been asked to pick something that is within their eyesight, and we will have 20 questions to ask to be able to guess what it is. Um, and have, it can't be have, your baby. Have we been <laughs> using, have we been using images of the things as the episode images? That's always been my theory. Yes, we have. But then I don't, oh, we have. Oh, great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm so sitting here ready. ready. I'm prepared to take a picture of it. Okay, this is a hard one. one. So don't don't be afraid. Yeah, I've got really, a super the reason hard one. the reason we make you provide a picture is because you know I'm making crap up. You know, like we want exactly this to be a real item. Proof. <laughs> You're gonna go back and yeah. fact check my responses to your questions. I know. Um, yeah. Well, I'll give you uh, one tiny hint. Oh, wait. Also, who's normally ca- so normally keep, about I'm, halfway I'll, I'll, through? I'll keep track. I'll I'm keep like, track. wait, how many questions? And cats like, oh, ten questions. <laughs> I have a pen. I'm ready. But, I'm ready. Okay. You're gonna really All keep right. track. Okay, this is like for for keeps, I guess. Okay, but one yeah. hint I also have is no that... memory, so that's why. Okay, we're playing for keeps. We whoever gets it right keeps the item that you. <laughs> point out. That's why that's we fine. said don't play with the baby. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we, I wouldn't mind if you want to borrow him for a little bit. Um, we, nope, you would, in fact, mind. Okay, <laughs> evidence of this thing has been in the background of our conference calls probably in a, for like the whole week and a half I've been back. Ooh. I know what it is. <laughs> I, I'm right. going to abstain then. Wait, Wait no, what? I don't, I, there's no way no? you know what it is from that hint, Hannah. Okay. But like All it's right. a hint. Okay. okay, is it outside? Are we starting? No. Yes. It is inside. What do you think? That was a free, that was like a gimme? That was a pre-question? I, I like you guys. Oh, I yeah. think you would yeah, give me playing, already. We're playing 21 questions plus like, <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. Okay, All right. fine. Okay, it's, so what? It's inside. That's what we said? It is inside. Okay. Indoors. Her re- repetition of the question does not count as a question. I know. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> okay, Mr. Uh, Stickler. Hey. I'm the one who normally repeats questions at the cost of a question <laughs> around here. Okay. Uh, is it um is it a piece of decor? Yes. Is it hanging on the wall? It's no. always hanging on the wall. <laughs> what? Wait, what was her answer? It is a piece of decor. It is not hanging on the wall. Okay. This is where I say, are you sure it's not hanging on the wall? Is, it, uh, is that a question, a Matt? No. To Dylan's question, no, it is not on a table. Um, does it stand on its own? Can you be more specific what you mean by stand? Um, uh, does it stay... Well... No, no, no. <laughs> like... <laughs> Is it supported by anything? I feel like I feel like yes. I feel like it does, and of course it does. Are you sure that how many you want things that to be don't stand on there? Like, like what kind of objects do you leave in your house? You're like, oh yeah, that's my giant ball that just like it rolls around freely. <laughs> okay, well, then you ask a question. <laughs> um, the fact that she can't answer means I don't know if it's really clearly standing. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Okay, is it bigger than a bread box? No. No. <laughs> no, Matt, it's not. <laughs> is it bigger than your fist? No. Or it's tiny. What? <laughs> Why do we play this game after the Marty? Uh, God damn it, Margarita. <laughs> <laughs> how many did you have or did you have one of my margarita recipe well margarita? i just had one of your margaritas uh-huh. so i'm done running the margaritas <laughs> martina ritas uh-huh. i'm the, done these are what i bring to staff karaoke oh yeah, no, boy it's rough it's rough out here uh <laughs> okay it's smaller than your fist is it something is it something from your baby life yes oh <gasps> Baby life. Is it? Uh, uh, I picked a, a super hard thing. And borderline, Dylan. I'm not sure how to answer that. Borderline. I'm toy. gonna go with like kind of yeah. Okay. No, but a toy. If it's truly a toy, it doesn't serve any other function for you. It just entertains the child. Mm, Is it that? Not really. <laughs> Wyatt, tell yeah, us wait, what it is. Wyatt, tell us what it is. Wyatt, <laughs> Wyatt, learn the words. Uh, I almost actually he laughed today. I'm pretty sure it was his first oh. laugh. Aww. Yeah. Side note, he does this really cute thing, like his pre-laugh noise. It's like very specific. Um, in fact, Michael Harlan Turkel, I was asking him for some parenting advice, and he said, "Learn your child's language." And mm. Wyatt's laugh language since he can't quite laugh yet is he goes Gee. that's his sound it's really cute and he does a big smile because you can't actually say Gee without like smiling really big that's so cute sorry it's, it's so cute. mushy okay she's trying to distract us <laughs> yeah so just to recap we are on question our next question is our 10th question you guys so what already so I okay like here's what we know Here's what we know. We know that it is inside. We know that it is decor. We know that it is not on the wall. We know that it is not on a table. We know that maybe it doesn't stand on its own. We know that it is smaller <laughs> than a bread box and smaller than a fist. And it has to do with the baby. And it's a borderline toy. So it's a decor <laughs> toy. It's, I forgot about the decor thing. Oh, oh, oh. Um, is it useful f- for teething? Uh, That's... This that baby doesn't not... have teeth. Well, I actually, know. I I sort of suspect he might be having an early tooth coming in, but that's beside the point. Um, this thing could hypothetically sort of maybe help, but it wouldn't be that great of a thing to help with teething. Okay, and that's so it's not, not its intended purpose. Toy. Is it? Is it something that Wyatt puts in his mouth? That's what I just Hopefully asked. Not. It's not intended for that purpose. Because it's decor. I guess. <laughs> right. Listen to Dylan. Oh god. It's baby decor, whatever that is. <laughs> Do babies is eat the decor sometimes? Um Hannah it is partially. But it's so small. Uh, okay, I'm going to give it's, it is part of a mobile. I'm going to give you that. It is part of a, a part mobile. Of a mobile. It's part of a Amazing mobile. You gave that. us a portion of a, an object. The mobile doesn't exist yet. 
Oh my god. Is it just is it just that clothes hanger that you use to keep that one lamp up in your no. dining room? Katie, no. this is unkind. <laughs> I just gave you a huge hint. It's it- part of a mobile. Uh, right. So now start asking like questions a, about it. A familiar shape? Yes. <laughs> what? What it the hell does abstract. that mean, Dylan? <laughs> like, like I have even... twenty questions for Dylan now. Yeah, are, Dylan, you narc? are you a narc? Are you wasting our questions? No. no Who do you work know. for? <laughs> Who do you work for? I stand by that question. Because How much should Katie pay like you? A star or like an this airplane? This is utter shape? crap. You're clearly <laughs> wasting our questions. Admit it. <laughs> Precious currency. I okay. Have you guys, get your shit together. We have seven more questions. <laughs> How many more? This whole thing is have, rigged. Though? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dealing in this charade. Matt's just gonna end this recording. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I have the stop button. You try me. Uh, um, uh, I mean, objectively, shape. like you guys are there. You're, is it you're a, so there. Is it a? Is it a a, a, a moon or a star? <laughs> no, but that's a really good guess. See, now, isn't that helpful that you know think it's about, a shape? Think about things Everything that is I a like. shape, Everything are sh- <laughs> all are shapes. The whole world is shapes. What kind of madness are you promoting? It's a black hole, baby toy. Oh. Like, what doesn't have a shape? Um, oh, oh, yeah, I have a good question. Is it three-dimensional? Yes. Oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah, Dylan, <laughs> work with that. Matt, you just wasted a question. Matt's, Matt's next I, question is, does it have mass? Job. That's my job. I don't want to work with any of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was a that one doesn't count. Um, think about my my favorite things. It is a it is a piece of a mobile in a is shape. It food? Yeah. Uh, of course it is. Uh, is it a, a carrot? No. I don't know. Is it Banana? A- it's not what? A banana. <laughs> a banana. A banana. That's like your Martina Rita. <laughs> <laughs> it's Beethoven's fifth. Banana. <laughs> uh. Ooh. Oh, I give up. Well, so I've been waiting for banana. this. It's. It is not a banana. Does that count as another question? No, not a banana. Is it, is it a fruit? Yes. Okay, I you guys, this is our last question. Last question. What's your favorite fruit? A fruit. A fruit. A fruit Who's going to nail it? <laughs> oh, yeah, a fruit with a shape. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not a guess, but maybe watermelon, you guys. Pineapple. This is just the discussion? Okay. This is discussion. I won't, I won't tell you if you're right or wrong. I don't know what her favorite fruit is. I think pineapple is. is a good guess. Look on my Instagram. Okay, hold on. Oh. I have to do some research real yeah, quick. Wait, research, <laughs> research time. This is public information. <laughs> hold on. Don't worry. My thumbs don't work. It's in my profile. <laughs> We don't have the Jeopardy theme, so this is what we're doing. This is so much better than the Jeopardy theme. Thank you for not playing that. Lemon! Yes! Hannah, you got it. 
Final oh, question. That's incredible. I play the applause, but we don't have that. Cheating gets oh, us nice. every time where we want to go. Did we cheat? Did we cheat? I mean, I looked um, on your Instagram. That's, but you told me. Well, yeah. It feels a lot like cheating. I just, you know, we're a team. I got to help you out. We are a team. When life gives um, you lemons. So it is. Are you, are you looking at an actual lemon or is it a piece of a mobile that is a lemon that is hanging above your baby's <laughs> so, What is going on? So, so Matt, you're on the right track, but... um. You know how I didn't come to work for 12 weeks? Um, so I kind of thought <laughs> well, that... I noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, so I kind of thought maybe I could, like, I don't know, achieve something. But I knew I would have a newborn. So I thought maybe I could achieve something really small. And I'm a very crafty person. I had all these dreams of, like, knitting baby blankets and stuff. And I did not do any of that. However, Hannah, oh, my God, knit the cutest hat for Wyatt, which he's been wearing. And it's just adorable. Um, but I am not that good of a mom and I didn't really manage any of the crafty things so I thought I'm gonna do something like that I can totally manage which is to make a mobile for over his crib or changing table or something but um how far did I get into that mobile not so far so it's not on a table because it's on the ironing board which I still have set up because I'm trying to sew some masks because that's a thing I have to do now but uh I started felting some objects I didn't know how to felt before I thought I would learn a skill and like all you do with felting if you haven't done it before is you take some wool and you take the special needle and you stab it over and over again which is really good for coping with any feeling that you might be having at the time until you stab your (laughs) finger which hurts but you just stab like millions of times and that's how you do felting and anyway so I tried to envision like what I couldn't pick like a theme for you know, he doesn't have like a nursery theme or anything. Um, maybe this is all just like, I'm a bad mom, but, or mom, mom guilt. Um, and so I thought about the island of Capri where they have the biggest, or Capri, if you want to be Italian, um, in Capri, they have the biggest ass lemons I've ever seen in my life. And I love lemons like more than anything. So I thought I would make a Capri themed baby mobile with lemons and a little boat and some fishies and some lemon blossomy things. So I got as far as making three lemons out of felt and a couple (laughs) of flowers and they're still sitting on the ironing board in my living room. Uh, That's my mom's status. That's so cute. So like eventually maybe like like this I also feel really guilty because like he's at the point where he's starting to be like supposed to learn how to grab things that are hanging over him and like, cause the whole internet doctor thing says like, oh, obviously you're like a good mom and you finish your baby mobile and he's got this thing hanging that he should reach for. And um, okay. anyway, maybe right. when he's All like right. 10, I'll finish so, it. So, so just to be clear, you successfully had a healthy baby during a global pandemic. Thank yeah. you, Matt. And you felted three lemons. I'm going to say you're a goddamn champion. You're a hero. Thank you. Thank you guys. Love you. Um, I'm going to send you a picture of my felted lemon so you know I didn't make the whole thing up and I did actually accomplish something on maternity leave. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> uh, and that's inspiring. And maybe tonight I'll start work on a little fish. Aww. That's very inspiring to me. Maybe I'll start work on limoncello or something. Ooh, Ooh. good idea. I want to go to there. Limoncello. Oh, that's another thing for Dylan. Mm. Yeah. Someone rec- someone I know is making their own limoncello, but that seems maybe above my level where I'm at right now. I'm pretty sure that making limoncello is when you put lemons in vodka. Yeah. It's I think you, yeah, can it's not, you have, you have, you have don't fingers. You have to wait like eight weeks. 
Yeah, but it's sort of like the preserved lemons. It's like, it, it seems like a big hurdle, but when you actually make them, you just, it's just time. All the right. secret ingredient. Has anyone made preserved lemons? Yeah. No. And I am never without them. They're my favorite pantry fridge staple. Wait, what do you actually do to make a preserved lemon? Uh, it's very easy. You get some lemons and you get a jar and you basically score the lemon as if you were going to cut it into quarters lengthwise, but you don't cut it all the way through. So you just sort of like leave little, four little like uh, rivets on uh, the sides of it and you fill that with kosher salt. Um, okay. And then you put it in a jar and you squeeze some lemon juice so that you can like kind of cover it and you put more salt in it. You just basically make like a lemon juice salt brine that covers however many lemons you can fit in whichever jar you're using and you shake it, shake it, shake it, put it in the fridge for a month, um, like shaking it like once or twice a week um, to just like keep, make sure that everything is staying nice and briny and then uh-huh. it's like the best thing ever. Um what and one thing that like it tastes like mm. like the most concentrated lemon flavor you can think Ooh. of like um and you can really use it for like savory or sweet things like you can rinse the salt off um and you but can basically you just use that, a little really? why would you do that yeah um but it's amazing i really like using it in like salad dressings and cooking you can puree it which makes it a little bit easier to just like use on a whim um because sometimes like cutting bits of the whole preserved lemon can be a little bit like cumbersome but what the hell else are we doing um but yeah i really i i just like joan nathan has like a nice simple recipe you can follow but it's pretty no-brainer and it's like so acidic that i don't think you could like possibly poison yourself doing it um yeah yeah and the salt um yeah and you can like add um, like peppercorns or bay leaves or fennel seeds to add some like additional hints of flavor in there. Um, but yeah, highly recommend. Some people do it with sugar as well as salt, but um, that's not me. Um, wow, sugar. I have not heard that. Do you guys want to hear real quick about my um, taking my life in my hands food DIY of the day? Defo. <laughs> I'm playing yes. with fire over here. I had this brilliant idea since I can't seem to be able to get buttermilk anywhere. I had a little bit of buttermilk, like cultured buttermilk left in the door of the fridge. And I thought, I'll just make some more. So I inoculated some milk with the last of my buttermilk and it's sitting on the counter. And um, then as I was disposing of the container, I saw that it said pasteurized on the buttermilk. And so Mm. I don't know. This is the important question here. I don't know if it was pasteurized before or after it was cultured. And so I might just be um, putting some milk on the counter to spoil. At like a full quart because I thought like, I would yeah, like no, to have a quart of buttermilk. You, you definitely are. There's no way they mean. They have to mean pasteurized after culturing. Well, why? Because like Wait, yogurt's why? live cultures. Yeah, I think you're probably. Yeah, my because wouldn't, wouldn't pasteurization kill the cultures? Right. Yes. So either, but like it would still be tangy and thick. It would. If yeah. It was pasteurized. It after would be and, and way more shelf stable. Right. Well, actually, I would disagree with that. But um, because you, if you have a growing colony, it's going to outcompete any like potential um, com- like pathogenic competitors. But um, the 
the problem so like you know yogurt would be an active live culture and you could use some store-bought yogurt to inoculate milk to create your yeah. own yogurt at home so the question is is the buttermilk in the yogurt category or in the like pasteurized after it was cultured category this sounds I'm like hoping a good the question former. for our friends at like Cabot or at Wisconsin mm. Dairy Board because like someone knows. In fact, yeah, and it was Organic Valley buttermilk, so oh, there probably a go. good question for them. But uh, probably sooner than I would hear back from them, I will have an answer for you as to whether I have spoiled <laughs> yeah, milk or buttermilk. Yeah, I'm going to know about your spoiled milk pretty quickly. Uh-huh. It's been out since like maybe 9.30 this morning, so I'll report back. Great. Keep us posted. Mm-hmm. Will do. Will do. On You're own. so desperate for more, for, for sick leave. You've been back from maternity leave <laughs> for one week. And you're like, now I will poison myself. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say, guys, Please actually, I'd rather, I'd rather stay home this week. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 no, okay. I, I will be careful. I will smell it first. I have an excellent sense of smell. And perhaps I will have more buttermilk or perhaps I will cry because there will be no more. And I'll have to do that uh, vinegar and milk thing, which never really satisfies. No. I just no. use yogurt in yeah. lieu. Um, there's it's a great the recipe on, I think it might be on Bone App. If you just Google French yogurt cake. Um, a great way to use three quarters of a cup of Greek yogurt and some lemon zest. Oh yeah, Dylan, as you're starting to get into these cocktails, don't throw away your zests. Like, and don't do what I do and juice the thing and then think, oh, I wish I'd zested it and try to zest the floppy outside of the citrus. <laughs> zest it first. Don't be a ding dong like me, and then use the juice. And you can like put the zest in whatever, and it will liven up everything. That's a good idea. Yeah, thanks. So much Spoken wisdom. from experience. Wow. How do we do it every <sighs> week? I just don't know. I think it might be the cocktails. I think it is. Speaking of, well, uh, mine's empty. Until <laughs> next week. Hour'd. This has been a pretty happy hour for me. It made me much happier. Me too. I well, appreciate you guys. We appreciate you, and we're so happy to have you back on air with us, despite not being in the same room as you. Thank you. Hopefully soon. And uh, thanks for letting Wyatt tag along. I'm going to go photograph my felt lemon for you. Amazing. Can't wait. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Matt Patterson. Thank you, Dylan Hoyer. Thank you, Katie Mosman-Wadler. Thank you, Jessica Krenchich, who will actually put this episode together. Thank you, Jess. Thanks, Jess. We Thank you, you, Hannah Forden. No problem. Um, we will. I think we'll be back next week. Yeah, dude. That's the plan. I got nowhere else to be. <laughs> Hasta yeah. luego. What more, what more can they throw at us? We'll be <laughs> Let's back. not tempt fate, my darling. <laughs> All right, fine. Good See point. you then. <laughs> Bye. HR and Happy Hour is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. 
Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, my favorite part about the soundboard on this platform is that there's just there's a there's a thing called intro slash outro, which I guess is generically the intro outro music for all shows ever recorded. So here we go. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. It's jazzy. Yeah, no, it's good. Ooh, dance time. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> somewhere isn't Bushwick. All right, we're back. <laughs>